This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. I'm Emma and I'm Mina and we're from Tangata Tumoto Trust and you're listening to Pallyhood <laughs> Greetings and a massive kia ora to each and every one of you. You're here with Sam and Sefa, taking you into the weekend. Sefa, how you been, brother? Good, man. Um, it's been busy, but as, as always, but busy is good. Uh, actually, really excited today, and we are pushing the pace a little because we had a great opportunity to sit down with Matui Semi Taitoko Fale, or Bad Luck Fale, and Tony Kazina to speak about uh, wrestling, professional wrestling. November 11th sees Tamashi, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling presents Tamashi and alongside uh, Fale Dojo. And we got a chance of a lifetime for us, especially to speak to wrestlers. So <laughs> and it's something that we have spoken about a lot. A lot of our references go back to wrestling because we were kids growing up. Yeah. Um, it's been really good to be able to capture these guys while they're here uh, before the event. Uh, but yeah, there's just so much to unpack and um, we'll be able to split it over three episodes. So um, the first episode, we'll just be talking about uh, these guys here and what they've been doing. Uh, but yeah, don't want to uh, give away too much. Uh, so please join us after this. Are you interested in taking part in or learning more about Pacifica Crafting? Join the Island Breeze Social Club each Tuesday afternoon. Call the friendly staff at Tangata Atumutu Trust on 0800 727 434 for further details or to arrange for a pickup. Tāro Hulava, everyone. As promised, we do have the team in-house with us. Sam and I have been waiting quite some time to have the boys in. We have Simi Taitoko Whale or Bad Luck Whale in the house. We've got Mark Tui here as well, as well as Tony Kozina and joining us as well for the show. So this is going to be quite a packed show where we're splitting up into three episodes. So there's quite a lot of un- to unpack. Uh, but as always, I'll let the also Sam start off with our normal but changed three questions. <laughs> yeah, so these are just questions. So uh, let's get, sort of get to know a little bit more about you guys. So um, first question is, what is your favourite food? And I think we'll stay with Tony. Oh, my God. Food. Everything? Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> you know, my it's expanded since coming to New Zealand, but I still will go with pizza. Favorite sort of toppings? Toppings on pizza? Yeah. Boy, well, you got to get, like, the meat lovers, mm. right? Mm. A little bit of everything. <laughs> Safe. <laughs> Mark? Everything, but if I had to choose McDonald's. Because there's a McDonald's everywhere. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, there's something about uh, everything because I love all you can eat. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is, all you can eat. Yeah. If it's there, that's my favorite. Because it covers like you could be feeling you, you probably like you know like pizza, but you probably might not feel like pizza on a certain day. But all you can eat covers that, right? But you can have the pizza yeah. and <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Favorite, favorite topping? I don't know if you guys will agree with this. This is one of those uh, controversial okay, topics. That's coming. Yeah. Pineapple. Oh. <laughs> I like pineapple. I love it. I love it too. I'm a Hawaiian guy. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with it? I don't know. Exactly. Where the, I don't know where the hatred for pineapple came in because since I was a little kid, long time ago, mm. there was pineapple on pizza. Yeah. Mm. Canadian bacon and pineapple. Yeah. Suddenly, this it's a new thing. I think it's an Italian thing, right? Because Italians, like, I don't know, creators of the pizza, so maybe they're like, yeah, why would you even desecrate our wonderful pineapple? Well, it's funny because, sorry, it's, it's funny because if you go to New York, they'll disagree with whatever the Italians are making because True. they think it's made and started from New York. <laughs> yeah. Um, second question I have. Uh, is what was uh, who's your dream opponent out of all wrestlers throughout history? Who was your dream opponent? And I'll, I'll start with you, Mark. Oh man! Oh well, man, that's a, that's a hard one. Eh? That's a really hard one to answer. I mean, the first one would probably, yeah, obviously The Rock. I mean, who wouldn't as a poly kid? But I mean, man, if you're looking at someone to wrestle, the other person I watched a lot growing up was Dean Malenko. To be honest. Mm watching I liked so for small guys I'd watch Malinko a lot the ice man <coughs> are you funny? well there's there's three Tongans that I've you know watched for a while and and I'd, I'd put them in, in the one to three the first one would be uh, King Haku uh, was, was one of the first Tongans to be known worldwide and just below him would be uh, the Barbarian yeah. And and somebody who's not very well known, uh, the third Tongan is, you know, The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, told me about this little thing. I'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you, Sadie? Dream opponent would be the 1986 Ric Flair. Dream opponent for the NWA world title. <laughs> it's always been the same since high school. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for joining us on the show today. Is well on the shows today because um, we're here to talk about wrestling. Sam and I are massive wrestling fans. Grew up with like yourselves, most lucky, but you guys are living the life, living our dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to live there vicariously through you for the next episodes, <laughs> for the next couple of episodes of Polyhood. Uh, again, a big welcome to you all. Um, I think. What we will start off with, because um, for this episode in general, we want to start with like uh, just the beginnings for you guys. Um, before wrestling, uh, we'll start with you, Fale. Uh, what were you doing, or did you just start with wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was lucky enough to uh, uh, get a scholarship to go to Japan and play rugby. And uh, once I graduated, I got into um, uh, a professional rugby team. And I played in Japan for a while, and then once that finished... You know, wrestling came along and I went and tried out and I've been doing it for 13 years now. 13 years wrestling? Yes. Wow, after rugby, yeah. Um, do you look at rugby as like a good foundation for wrestling? Oh, of course. You know, <laughs> any any sports, you, you do any sports before wrestling will help you with, with uh, in-ring stuff. But uh, the, the big thing is, as uh, Islanders, uh, were naturally uh, athletic so if you don't do sports you can still thrive like a lot of those island guys or wrestlers these days and before and Mark before wrestling 
uh, where was life heading for you? Oh, so life was heading for me behind a desk, nine to five. Um, <clears throat> that was pretty much, I kind of stayed in my cubicle. Um, but, you know, I had to come out of my comfort zone, break the mold, um, and I'm still living um, out of my comfort zone. But it's it's what's it's what keeps me going. As where if I you know, conform to my nine to five kind of thing, I probably would have just like uh, probably would have just uh, died behind the desk, really. But yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> so a good change of life. Well, it's definitely a big one eighty, and we'll get to that uh, soon after Tony. Tony, what was where was life heading before the squared circle? Ooh, you know, for me, I think it was prepping for the squared circle because it was always about that or playing drums and kiss and uh, <laughs> it took me a while because it was a big man's sport in North America for a long time and uh, so I started late you know I uh, didn't start training till I was 25 uh, I went down to the Portland Sports Arena when I was 17 just about ready to finish high school marched on up to the promoter's son and, and you know they just kind of blew me off because the guys were big, you know, and here I was, <laughs> my size. But times changed in the 90s. The cruiserweights, junior heavyweights started invading North America from Mexico and Japan. And I, you know, so I was working a job, obviously, and, and taking uh, college classes. You got to do something, right? But I just knew uh, this isn't for me. And when I saw those guys that were my size on TV, that's it. I gotta, I gotta find something. I gotta find a way. I gotta speak up. Let them know I'm here. Let find somebody that'll understand my passion. And it did. And bam. So, you mentioned 25. Yes. Is that considered late? No, but I would have liked to have started. You know, at 17, if they would have told yeah. me what to do, I was ready to go. You know, I wrestled a little bit in high school as, as much as I could. And uh, what do you want to do when you grow up? Why be a dentist when I could fight Flair for the world title? <laughs> oh, you could be a builder. Why be a builder when I could play drums and kiss? What, what, what else is there to do but be a rock star or a famous wrestler? Hmm. <laughs> I'm glad you said rock star because uh, some, some of our listeners might not know who Kiss is. So. <laughs> who would want to be a builder? We saw Kiss. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, so 25, you know, that's, you're still young in the business, but that's still seven good years from 18 to 25 that you could have had under your belt. A lot of the guys, Ray Mysterio is a junior is the exact same size as me. You know, he started with his uncle at age 14. Mm. So by the time he's 22, 23, he, he's already at a national stage. Well, maybe I could have been at a national stage at, 25 instead of just starting out. Now, a lot of people uh, are surprised when I told them or tell them that I started at 29. They thought that was, that was old. Yeah. But uh, 29 I started, and I'm 40 now, so um, you can start at any age. There was a Diamond Dallas Page. 35, was, uh, hey. 35, that's yeah. when he started, and he made millions of dollars. Yeah. All of the assumptions are slowly falling by the wayside. And not in wrestling and everything. Mm. Rock stars are 60 and 70 and still going, right? It's all about how you take care of your body, how you nice. live your life, right? Keeping healthy in the mind, body, and spirit. And uh, 
you know, 40, I'll, I'll, by the time this show goes, I'll be 52. And I'm going to show the world 52 going on 31. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the island? Oh, he's learned how to scout an island style. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. But I'll just, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I, I really haven't changed that from a little lighter on top. <laughs> I gotta wear the hat to keep my bald head warm. <laughs> we still got time, Ace, if I. Yes. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, okay, he's done Dallas Page was 35. Well, yeah. You can start next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't Batista start at like 37 or something? No, no, Batista, I think 31, he started training. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Took him. And, and he, look where he retired at 37. Or 38. Okay, retired at, yeah. He, yeah. he made became world famous mm. in just a mm. few years. What were your earliest interests? Uh, oh, your earliest memories of wrestling growing up? Me, well, uh, growing up in Portland, we had Portland wrestling. That's what we had in our territory, Pacific Northwest. And uh, my earliest memories was Playboy Buddy Rose and Jesse Ventura was his partner. And my earliest memory, and, and Buddy would talk, and Jesse would be sitting there posing. He would just pose with the muscles, <laughs> and and Buddy Rose would do the thing. And th- there was only a time or two that Jesse talked. And the one time they did talk, he said, I've got a problem with somebody. I, I, I wish this was on YouTube. Maybe it will be sooner or later. And it's not Dutch Savage, and it's not Tony Bourne that I have a problem with. And he turned. I was like six years old. He turned, and he nailed Rose and sent him flying over a table. It's Buddy Rose. You're the one. And and the crowd's cheering. And maybe there was something else going on. But I thought, as a little kid, what? He just hit his friend. That was it. I was hooked by the whole thing, and that was the one time I just remember going. I just my eyes went to my father. Dad, can we go? Because they're like next Saturday night. You're gonna see. Can we please go? <laughs> and that was one of a few times that we went down to the Portland Sports Arena. And man, I remember that. That was. Oh, that's mm. what it was. That was the first time it just captured my whole soul. Mark and Fale, what was the turning point for you guys? Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me it was. I mean, I've always been a, like as a young kid. I, 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 my earliest memories was watching when they introduced Zeus into oh. Hulk Hogan, and that was my earliest memory of it around that. And then you had Rick Rude, because my dad was a big fan of like Rick Rude and his work, and that's, so that was my earliest memory. But you used to mimic. The- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, New Zealand sweet hogs, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, but then uh, I, I think the match that kind of made me realise that I can actually do this, believe it or not, was um, the John Cena versus The Rock match in 2012. And I was probably like 26 at the time, and I was like, oh man, what am I doing with my life? Like, here I am watching, and that like, uh, that match actually made me rethink and maybe like, okay let's give this a go so technically I started in 2012 but I didn't get proper training proper professional training <laughs> make, let me make that very clear until 2016 when I met um, Tox um, at the dojo and then again with um, Tony Sun coming in 2018 so yeah I, I was just cosplaying 2012 <laughs> and then 2016 that's when the real work began wow yeah. I feel a lot of, is there a lot of, like, hurt coming through? 
the pain and the pain and the anguish. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you've got a great point because uh, not until recently, a lot of our, our island uh, people don't see wrestling as a, a real profession because. You know, when I told my parents I'm going to do this, they laughed, you know, and they didn't see it as a, a viable uh, pathway to making a living. But, uh, like, I have no, I don't blame you for thinking that way because everybody, most of the people who who do the wrestling in New Zealand just do it for fun because they don't think they can make money or become famous in it. But now we're trying, with what we've been doing is making that a reality and making uh, getting the the word out to especially our people who are really athletic, and a lot of them don't make it uh, to the pros and and rugby and and so forth. Another option right here, and Mark took that option. Yeah, I did, and yeah, that's uh, that was a, it's probably the best. No, it's not probably. It is. It is the best decision I've ever made um, because I don't live in regret, um, and I don't look back. Um, and the other thing too was I, you know, it's 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 helped me mentally. So even though times can be tough in terms of, you know, living the way that I live, but I'm not stressed out. Um, I actually thrive on the work that we do. So when the pressure's on, I don't see it as stress. I see it as good pressure applied because that's what keeps me going each and every day. That's how I see it. <laughs> Cool. And um, so we've discussed the background to what got you to that turning point. Can we just hear, because we've got, we'll probably have a lot of listeners listening in, Sam included, about like, <laughs> where was the, um, like, approaching your first, like, going into a wrestling school, your first experience, like, what was, oh. like, what did you, what mindset did you have to go in with that, into wrestling school with? <clears throat> what was the first experience like? <laughs> I, to be honest, I... Uh... Well, man, I, d I didn't know what to expect yeah. um, because I didn't know wrestling existed until I found the school online. And then when I walked in, I wasn't expecting anything, but man, like, I walked in and it was like this um, really run-down warehouse. Um, and I walked in and then there were these, the guys who, um, who they would call themselves veterans. Um, one of them, um, you know, I really grew a liking to um, and I continued to train with him and underneath his guidance when he was still going through at the time but it was very um what's it called it, yeah it was yeah it was very cosplay like it was like oh hey, hey guys we're we're gonna do this so you could see the guys who took it um very seriously and then you could see the guys who were just there to build their egos and sort of um you know, have a harsh word and look down on the guys that were coming through. So they threw everything at me that day and I never broke. <clears throat> so there was probably five of us and two of us survived. Well, three of us survived. Oh no, there was seven of us that day and three of us um, survived. And the other four pretended to go to the car parks to get something. <laughs> they left. <laughs> so, um, they, so they, yeah, and then probably like 200 um, sit-ups through and then they were like, where's the other four? And we were like, oh, I don't know. So, um, yeah, no, they tried to break me that day. I remember it very vividly, uh, vividly but I um, I held through and, and, yeah, got in. And, but, it, yeah, it was just, it wasn't, um, like, I was happy that I was there, but I, I, it, it didn't help me grow 
more. Like I couldn't expand my horizons or see where this was going. It was kind of just like, cool, you're in this secluded group. Yeah. You're in this New Zealand secluded group. Mm. As we were people, and then when I met Tox, and then with Tony San, you know, it really expanded my mind because I was still working a full time job. Um, but you know, due to working with Tox and with Dom Tony San, it really expanded. I was like, oh no, it's take the leap of faith now, or still live in my comfort zone and still be depressed and always wonder what if. Mm. So yeah, 2019, me and my wife, we made the decision to um, leave our jobs, good paying jobs. Oh man, <laughs> was it a hard discussion with your wife? No, nah, it was easy because my wife is very supportive of um, what I do um, and what we do because she works alongside with us. Um, you know, she likes wrestling, <clears throat> but when we talk about wrestling, she's kind of like, oh, that's your department. <laughs> okay. yeah. I'm just here to do the admin stuff. Like, that's your department. But um, nah, yeah, it, another thing that helped me too is you know, having the right partner. Because if you get into a relationship, this is the problem is when you get guys who are in relationships and try to go into this business, they try to juggle it like this. Mm. And if the partner's saying one thing and your heart's in the other thing, it's very hard. Mm. As we were with my wife, she was just like, cool, man, let's go on this crazy trip together. And we're still taking it. <laughs> to all our matua out there who want to dance and get fit to Pacifica music, Join our Siva Samu dance classes each Thursday at 11am. Call the friendly staff at Tangata Atumotu Trust on 0800 727 434 for further details or to arrange for a pickup. I definitely know, like, back in university, right, um, I remember looking up wrestling, like wrestling school, and I was sitting there, I was going doing Bachelor of Fine Arts, and... I looked it up and the only school was in Wellington. Wrestling's of course a lot more bigger now. And the first kind of things that were going through my head was, I don't know if I wanna like, well, there was a lot of personal, like I put up barriers, but the barriers were my own thinking. Like no one was mm. gonna stop me. I know I told my mum and my mum and dad would be, they would back me. Um, but I, don't know, I, I put those barriers up myself. Yeah. And I never got to do it. So it's so invigorating talking to these guys yeah. about uh, the journey they went on. Mm. Yeah. I can't wait to, um, for the next episode to come out too. Yeah. On the next episode, we're talking more so about the, the wrestling side of things, face, heel, um, physicality, that kind of thing, yeah. which is the things that we, why we watch wrestling, what we love about them. If you missed the show or any of our other shows, you're welcome to download them from the Plains FM website. We'd like to thank Tangata Atomoji Trust for sponsoring the show. Have an awesome weekend from Sam and I. Hollywood. That was Hollywood, proudly sponsored by Tangata Atomoji Trust. To find out more about us, call 03 377 2016 or find us online at tat.org.nz.